Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Karen. And this is Out of Left Field, a show all about the weird world of baseball. Wait, there's a weird side of baseball? There's a very weird side of baseball, uh, as evidenced, well, that's as evidenced by this podcast, um, and this baseball-themed beer that I'm drinking. Mm, Big League. Uh, Yeah, Mill Street. Uh, Not a sponsor of the podcast, but apparently a friend of the podcast, because they have a baseball-themed beer. Uh, so that's that's their free plug here, and we now return you to your regularly scheduled out of left fielding because uh, of last week's uh, little uh, drug themed interlude. Uh, we hope you guys kind of enjoyed that. It was uh, certainly a little bit of a strange break for us, uh, and not entirely planned. Uh, we I think decided that about what five hours before we recorded. Hey, we probably well, should do this. I think the day before. No, it was definitely the day of. No, I think it was the day before. Pretty sure it was the day before. Like, 99% sure it was the day before. Like, I texted you on the Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so now we're going to go back to the the promised Tommy John podcast here. So, obviously, um, if you know about baseball, you're probably pretty familiar with the name Tommy John. Tommy who? Tommy John. Tommy John Surgery. What? Okay, I know you play dumb a lot here. Uh... And there's a lot about baseball that even as a baseball fan, a relatively recent baseball fan, you don't know about baseball history. But Tommy John surgery. Yeah, I'm just kidding with you. Yeah, okay. Um, So uh, pretty much if you can think of a pitcher, they've probably had Tommy John surgery. I can name a pitcher who hasn't had Tommy John surgery. You can also name a lot of pitchers who haven't had Tommy John surgery, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. R.A. Dickey? Yes. Well, R.A. Dickey's the very special case. Uh, He was... Well, nobody's exactly sure. Born or had an early childhood injury or something. He doesn't have that ligament in his throwing arm. Very strange. Um, but basically, Tommy John surgery is uh, UCL replacement surgery in your pitching arm um, if the UCL is damaged. But the UCL is in your elbow. Yes, it is. It's um, it's right around your funny bone, and it's what you know stops your elbow from more or less falling off. Uh, How does? We'll get into the mechan- we'll get into the mechanics of it later, and they're really not actually sure because okay. um, there there have been some medical opinions that say he he shouldn't be able to you know turn a doorknob without being in agonizing pain. Forget throwing a baseball at a major league level. Um, but Tommy John surgery is not just named because of you know a doctor or something. Tommy John was a major league pitcher, and actually a fairly successful major league pitcher. Uh, like he has this, like, what used to be a career ending surgery named after him. Yeah, it used to be if you had a UCL injury, if you had a UCL tear, your career was done. Uh, but Tommy John was the first who had uh, UCL replacement surgery, and because of him uh, undergoing this very experimental surgery at the time, now uh, pitchers like you Darvish, uh, Dustin, no, Dustin McGowan, uh, Brandon Morrow, uh, Whatever happened to Brandon Morrow? Brandon Morrow's pitching in San Diego now. Oh, okay. Uh, Brandon Morrow, uh, Kyle Drabeck. Kyle Drabeck's not such a great example. Uh, oh, shoot, whose jersey is it that I have? Uh, Drew Hutchison. Uh, lots of pitchers still can continue to pitch in the major leagues who otherwise their career would be done. Um, but, of course, that brings us back to the question, who exactly is... Tommy John. A pitcher. Obviously. 
Um, hey, you asked a question. I give an answer. So we want a little more detailed of an answer than that. Otherwise, hey, four-minute podcast. Great job, team. Hey, you didn't say you wanted a detailed answer. You just wanted an answer. Well, let's look at the history of this podcast. We want details. Yeah. Um, so Tommy John, yes, he was a pitcher. Uh, he was, as a high schooler, he was a three-sport star. Uh, baseball, oh, sorry, two-sport star, baseball and basketball. And he chose to specialize in baseball because he realized he didn't have a future as a pro basketball Why player. Was he short? Not terribly, um, but it was the 60s, too. Uh, the NBA wasn't what it is now. So he was white and short? White and short-ish. Um, so at the age of 18, he signed with the Cleveland Indians as an amateur free agent. In, in 1961, he signed with them and made his major league debut in 63. As some of you may be asking, um, wait a sec, he signed as an amateur free agent in 1961. What about the draft? Um, this was before the draft was a thing. It didn't exist until 1965. Bef- Why did the draft exist until the mid-60s? Because before then, they had a different system. Uh, amateur players all became free agents, and they could sign with whatever team they wanted or whoever paid them the most money. It was actually a much more free system. Like, imagine if you graduated from engineering college and uh, you got drafted by, you know, the worst engineering firm because you were the best graduate. You actually got to pick your employer that way. Yeah, but do you really care where you go as long as you make lots of money? And it's not like any baseball player starts and ends their career or what. There, there are actually a significant number of players who do. Not first-round draft picks. Uh, it's it's true, but it's it's it's, it's the about guys who go like hundred overall who end up staying <laughs> in one system their whole career. It's true, uh, but it's about it's, it's not... about determination is what the idea is what the idea against the draft is is that why should you not be able to determine where you undergo your professional career? Every other mm-hmm. job other than professional athlete does, but anyway, your professional athlete you. It, it, it's about freedom of choice is what the, the question always kind of was. So um, the thing is, with Tommy John, he was a sinker baller. He really relied on getting ground balls. Um, he never had a season with more than 150 strikeouts. But... It's like less than a strikeout a game. I guess that would be like... Well, remember, you don't throw every game. He, he pitched in the 1960s, not the 1860s. <laughs> Um, but he also, on the flip side, very rarely allowed home runs. Um, he only gave up 0.6 home runs per nine innings over his whole career. So you couldn't uh, hit the long ball off him. He pitched two so-so years in Cleveland after he first got called up, and then he got traded to the White Sox. Uh, okay. He pitched seven seasons in Chicago. He was a very good pitcher on some very, very bad White Sox teams. Uh, the White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox, especially in the late '60s, were bad. Uh, in '68, he was an All Star. He was ten and five that season. His ERA, though, a buck ninety-eight. Ooh. Yeah, uh, he was worth five point six wins above replacement. Um, that's an advanced stat that kind of says, hey. If we were to take this guy off a team and replace him with just, like, an average Joe, Joe Schmo from the minors, how many wins fewer would this team get? Uh, 5.6 is, like, an all-star player. So, hey, he was an all-star, an all-star player. 
but the White Sox were 67 and 95 that year. <laughs> Sorry, what? 67? Yeah. That was, that was. Sorry. Yeah, they were, they were a trash heap. Um, they were 67 and 95. That was eighth in the American League. This was the pre-division era. Um, they were 36 Can games I back. Or an MLB in... 16. So... Yeah, you know, last. Eight in each league, which means they were dead last. Yep. Um, and they were 36 games back of the World Series champion Detroit Tigers. The American League champion and World Series champion, the Detroit Tigers. So in 1971, oh man, they were horrible. I mean, this was not the worst season that any team has ever had, but they were really, really bad. Um, in 1971, that was his winningest season in Chicago. He was 13 and 16. But it was also his least valuable. He was only worth 1.7 wins above replacement. Oh no, only game and a half-ish. Well, a game and a half-ish wins above replacement isn't that great of a season. That's true. Um, but he was traded to the Dodgers. Kevin Travis have a one and a half. Yeah, pro- in like, in like 80 games before he got hurt. In like 60 games before he got hurt for the Jays last year. Um, but after the 71 season, he got traded to the LA Dodgers. Um, she's booing them because the Jays are playing them this weekend. She actually has no strong feelings towards the Dodgers in general. They have pretty helmets this year. Yeah, the matte helmets are really good looking. Um, they're one of the few teams that can pull them off though. Uh, I think the Blue Jays could. It would look weird because of the logo, I think. I think it would look weird because we're used to seeing the... We digress. We digress. No, uh, really? So, we never do that here. Fair enough. Uh, so 72-73, uh, he was way better across the board. Um, wins were up, ERA was down. Uh, the Dodgers were a playoff team, so he had better run support too. Uh, but his value as a player only rebounded slightly. And then came 1974. Now in 74, he was on pace for the best season of his career. So through his first 22 starts, he was 13 and 3. He had a 2.59 ERA, and already he was worth 2.6 wins above replacement. And how many games? This was his first 22 starts, so we're talking like July. Yeah. Um, but then he permanently damaged the ulnar collateral ligament in his left arm. Uh, he was a lefty, so it was his throwing arm. Um, the well, I didn't think. Uh, Doesn't really matter if it's your right arm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's, unless you're a righty. Um, so the ulnar collateral ligament, or the UCL, it's the, I'm going to get a little medical here. It's the primary stabilizer of the elbow, and specifically the ulna. It's the outside bone of your forearm. Um, so if you hold up your arm and you touch the outside part, the part closest to your pinky, you're touching the ulna. I think that's the bone. No, that's not the bone of her. If you broke your wrist, you didn't break the ulna. Um, I'm pointing at my wrist guys. Sorry. Yeah, so um, if you're injured, your UCL, um, the arm's in pain, your elbow swells, um, you lose your range of motion, and if you're a pitcher, you lose your velocity because you've lost your range of motion. And you know, your arm is swollen and it hurts. Yeah. Um, so when Tommy John suffered his injury, uh, the UCL tear was career-ending. 
Uh, Sandy Koufax, who, for those of you who don't know who Sandy Koufax was, he was like an all-time great pitcher. Uh, he suffered a similar injury in 1966, and that was the end of his career. Um, if this had been the end of Tommy John's career, it would have been the end of an unremarkable career. Uh, he was 124 and 106 in 11 seasons and had a 297 ERA. So not unremarkable, but... So-so. So-so, and he had pitched on some bad teams. That's a respectable... You know what? An 11-year Major League career is respectable. Uh, his record was... It, it was. He played for the White Sox. He played for the Indians and the White Sox, and then had two seasons in LA. Uh, it was nothing to write home about, though. Well, I mean, eleven seasons was something to write home about, though. But the surgeon for the LA Dodgers was a guy called Doctor Frank Job. And Doctor Job had worked with the Dodgers for a long time, and on September the twenty fifth of seventy four, he performed an experimental surgery with uh, Tommy. It was the first ever UCL replacement surgery. So he transplanted uh, John's right palmaris into his left elbow. So what does the palmaris do? Dick squat. Um, So the palmaris is a wrist tendon, and it doesn't serve any function. So if you – not everybody actually has a palmaris. Um, It's it's a vestigial tendon. So if you take your uh, hand, you flex – Make a fist, you flex your wrist mm-hmm. in. Oh no, you flex your wrist out slightly, and that thing that kind of sticks up right in the middle. Under your veins? Yeah, under your veins, that's the palmaris. Okay. Um, and it does nothing. If they were to remove it for something like a Tommy John surgery, um, you, you don't lose any function in your wrist. So what happens to guys who don't have that? Well, it's only a small percentage of the population that don't have it. Um, but they could take it out of an ankle tendon. There's a similar ankle tendon that doesn't do anything either that you could use. Or they could use a cadaver tendon. Um, Ooh, and they're, all of those are used. Um, that's how they can also do multiple Tommy John surgeries. They don't like to take it out of your pitching hand for obvious reasons. No, really? Yeah. Um, so what they did is uh, they did that, and that was his Tommy John surgery. Now, if that was that and everything went nicely, uh, again, we don't have much of a podcast for you other than, and then everything went home and everything worked. But then we could talk about R.E. to people longer. We could. Um, so, he transplanted the tendon into his pitching elbow. When okay. he performed the surgery, Dr. Joe predicted there was only 1% chance of complete recovery taking place. That's not very high chance. But Tommy John was willing to do it because he said, if there's only a 1% chance of me pitching again, I still want to take this shot. Exactly. Um, and he really didn't know. It was really just, a, it was kind of a long shot. Now, in the immediate aftermath of the surgery, uh, his Tommy John's left hand uh, shriveled into a claw. Yeah, for, she, she's doing like a dino claw thing. I was actually worse than that. He couldn't really move his hand. The ulnar nerve was damaged. Uh, the ulnar nerve is more commonly called the funny bone. Then you can't hit on him being everyone laughs at you. Yeah, actually you can't. Um, so it passes right under a part of your arm called the humerus, which is why it's called the funny bone. Um, and it left him without feeling in several of his fingers as well. So on December the 15th, Dr. Job performed a second procedure. That would make more sense. And it relieved the deformity. So Wait, so I know, you know, it was the 60s, so 50... It was the 70s. So, okay, 40 years ago, whatever. Um... They didn't know that if you have a nerve going through 
scar tissue, it's not going to work properly, though? This actually is a side effect that only happens in about 20% of procedures. Okay. Uh, yeah. So today, um, when they do this, when they do Tommy John surgery, um, some doctors will make a preemptive movement of the ulnar nerve well, to try. Why? They're professional athletes. They don't want to go back under the knife to move a nerve. Why not just be proactive about it? Exactly, but usually this problem only happens about twenty percent of the time, so it it doesn't make a huge difference. That's still one in five. It is, it is, but this was like a worst case problem too. So when they moved the nerve, um, it relieved the deformity. His fingers uncurled, but he was lacking feeling in several of the fingers. So especially for a pitcher, where you really need to pitchers talk about feeling their pitches. This was a big issue. Yeah, but what fingers was he not able to feel? Like, how much is I, I, versus, I couldn't you know, find it. Um, index and ring? Yeah. Uh, or your index and your middle? Yeah. It's, a, it's an issue, yeah. Um, what I, I couldn't find information on that, but that is that does make oh a big difference. God. Come tell us what fingers you couldn't feel. Hey, let's tweet at him. Let's find out. Uh, so in the spring of 75, he attended spring training with the Dodgers. Okay. He participated in all of the pitching workouts, uh, but he didn't actually throw the ball. Oh. So all the arm strengthening, all the core strengthening, but he couldn't actually throw. Oh, okay. So the full range of motion had returned, big plus, but he couldn't, uh, he still didn't have the feeling in these fingers. Oh, so okay. he couldn't grip the ball properly, yeah, which tells me, uh, yeah, the, the, the important fingers. Um, but he developed these therapies as well with Dr. Job and the Dodgers training staff, okay. um, specifically Bill Bueller. These are still used today. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Uh, yeah, I can do that one really well. Um, they're still used today to help players recovering. Okay. In June, he finally had a breakthrough though. He was able to uh, uncurl and move the paralyzed fingers. In July, he was throwing bullpen. In August, he was throwing batting practices. And he, yeah, and he was sent to the Arizona Instructional League to help build up his arm strength again. So then he had the second surgery in December. December and was throwing by August? Yeah, well, within a year, he was back on the mound. Within a year of damaging his elbow. Yeah. Uh, in Arizona, he made five starts. His first start, he was only scheduled for three innings. He threw three perfect innings. Okay. I mean, again, it's the Arizona Instructional League, and he is a major league pitcher. Yeah. So make of it what you will. Um, and he worked his way up to... Like one stroke pitched in... Uh, Lansing, yeah. Lansing. Uh, but no, Lansing's the one he collapsed in, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Buffalo. Oh. Um, but he worked his way up to seven innings by the end of his last start. In uh, 76, he returned to the Dodgers. Okay. This was considered a borderline miracle. Okay. He pitched 207 innings that year. He went 10-10, and 10, had a 309 ERA. This won him the Comeback Player of the Year award. Um, no shit. Then, in 77... He had a repeat performance, so as if this comeback wasn't good enough, he had his first ever 20-win season at the age of 34. That's old. He went 20-7, and 7, ERA 278, 4.4 wins above replacement, second place Cy Young voting, 12th in MVP voting, and the Dodgers won the pennant. Okay. 
He was their staff ace. Yeah. Uh, so, but Doctor Job was hesitant to perform another UCL replacement or reconstruction. Why? Well, until he was sure that the progress he made was permanent and lasting. I'm pretty sure a 21 season and. Uh, so he performed his comeback of the year and almost winning a Cy Young. Sorry. Yeah. So he was pretty confident in this. Uh, when Tommy was an uh, all-star in 78, 79, and 80. Yeah. Um, and then he went on and he published his uh, results in the Journal of Bone and Joint Surgery in 1986. Journals have weird names. I know. There's a lot of weird journals. There's, like, very broad ones, like Nature and Science. And then... There's, like, really specific ones. Bone and Joint Surgery. And then he... Tommy John... He went on to pitch until 1989. That was almost a Thirteen seasons after he came back from surgery. He had a 24? 24-year career. 25? 25 if you count the year he missed, but you don't count the year he missed. He went 164 and 125 after he came back from surgery. That's 40 more wins than he had pre-surgery. It's one fewer than Sandy Koufax had for his whole damn career. Okay. And no, it was 26 seasons. 11 plus 13 is 24. He didn't have 11 years before. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Where do we say 11? Well, I don't see 11. I'll find it. Give me a second. You, okay. Uh... When John suffered his injury, a UCL tear was thought to be career-ending. Sandy Koufax had a similar injury and... Oh, over the course of 11 seasons. Well, I'll be damned. Well, according to his official career records, he had a 26-season career. Okay, well then... Somebody, somebody somebody's wrong somewhere. Happen. Somebody's wrong somewhere. Um, it was an all-time record amongst players uh, for four years, and then Nolan Ryan broken. Oh. Nolan Ryan, the all-time strikeout leader. He struck out a lot of guys. Uh, his He has 288 total career wins. It's the 26th most of all time. Okay. It's the 7th most of any left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. And it's the most of any pitcher who's not in the Hall of Fame that's not named Roger Clemens. Because okay. um, they've refused to elect Roger Clemens into the Hall of Fame because of this whole steroids thing. Okay. Uh, and also their dicks. Uh, he was uh, not elected into the Hall of Fame, though. In his 15th year of eligibility... They need to figure out how the Hall of Fame works. I know, the Hall of Fame balloting is weird. Uh, In his 15th year of eligibility, he only got 31.7% of the vote. Uh, And you need to get 75% of the ballots. You need to be named on 75% of the ballots to be elected. Oh, It's been suggested, though, that he requires some sort of special nomination because of, you know, Tommy John surgery. Um, But today... Between 85 and 92% of Tommy John surgeries are successful, and there's lots of... Prom- I hate to be part of that 8% that is I know, successful. right? Hey, 15 to 8%. Yeah, still. Um, and many prominent players have had them, like Hugh Darvish, Steven Strasburg, Adam Wainwright, Josh Johnson, Matt Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when Josh Johnson pitched for the Blue Jays for like five minutes? Uh, majority of the season. Yeah, but he was injured for like all of it. Uh, and season where we had Johnson, Dickey, and someone else. Should sign Wang. Ah, right. 
jumps and Dickie and Wang. That's the summer we met. That was. That was. This is a good summer. Other than the Jays blowing chunks. But R.A. Dickey will never need Tommy John surgery because uh, he just doesn't have a UCL, which is really weird. And that will be part two of this podcast. Well, not quite. The next episode is going to be all about what we actually do to do Tommy John surgery. Gross. Mm, not gross. You listen to Sawbones all the time. Eh, fair enough. But to get to our next episode, uh, regardless of what we do or don't think about it, we're actually going to have to wrap this episode up. So, time for some groundskeeping. And supper! Mmm, supper. Sorry, it's like 9.30 after dinner yet. I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so, as always, thanks to Rachel Schachter, who made our awesome new logo. That's pretty. Very pretty. Uh, so, if you want to check out some of her other work... Or um, commission something from her for yourself. Uh, check her out at rachelschachter.net. Schachter is spelled S-C-H-A-C-H-T-E-R. Uh, Rachel and dot net. I'm pretty sure you can figure it out for yourselves. <laughs> Thanks again to Saber, the Society for American Baseball Research, uh, who made a lot of the biographical and historical research possible for this one. Okay. Uh, they're a huge help when we're doing podcasts like this. Uh, thanks to baseball reference, um, dot com. I'm pretty sure they're a dot com, uh, for the historical and statistical research, the stuff like, uh, wins, losses, wins above replacement. Are those the guys who can't figure out that 11 and 13 added together equals 24 and not 26? I'm pretty sure that was me. Oh. Uh, or somebody. And, uh, also thanks to, uh, Tommy John and Dr. Frank Job for being ballsy enough to actually go ahead and do this because it's a pretty scary surgery and um so that's it for the thank yous unless you got anybody you want to thank no okay and uh so that's that for thank yous just uh, remember follow us on twitter it's at oolf podcast and you can follow us on twitter i'm at jms morris and uh, she's at clunas taran yeah, C-L-U-N-A-S-T-A-R-Y-N. And, um... Another reason why I can't change my name. I have to change my Twitter handle. It's really not hard to change the Twitter handle. And also, uh, check us out at our home on the web. It's oolfcast.tumblr.com. Uh, if you want to send us an email, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for future topics, it's oolfcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to send us a question for our mailbag, uh, anything you wanted to know about baseball but were too afraid to ask, send us an email to the same email address, oolfcast at gmail.com. Just put the subject line mailbag in the uh, in the subject. Wait, put the subject line mailbag in the subject? It is 930. Uh, it's not that late. I was up till 1 o'clock in the morning at uh, the Captain America premiere last night. And it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, I remember to like us on uh, iTunes, give us a good review. iTunes likes that kind of stuff. And it helps us get the word out about uh, this podcast that you've just enjoyed uh, having delivered directly to your ears. So I think that's everything. Uh, unless you got anything else to add again, Taryn? Okay, so for Out of Left Field, I'm Jacob. I'm Taryn. That's the ballgame. Bye.